Welcome to the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of Brian, your host, and his guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested. So please consume at your own risk. Now, here's Brian. A couple of months back, I was having a chat with a coworker, Quentin, bantering back and forth about hobbies and the miscellaneous things of life that make it fun. Come to find out, he is a sports card collector and trader. And my dear friends, this is a world I knew nothing about. And his level of knowledge astounded me. And did you know, did you know, these cards can cost as much as a sports car? Yeah, you heard that right. Give it a listen. It'll blow your mind. All right, Quentin. Thanks for coming. Thanks Thanks for joining me today. Yes. And you're here today because we had a chat several months back about... Sports cards. Sports cards. Cards. C-A-R-D. Not cars. Yes. And baseball cards and sports cards were never anything I ever got involved with as a kid. So I had... And I, I, you know, I know people are, it's a big thing and then trading and collecting and it's crazy even, now. even Gary V. Yeah. He's a big old baseball card fan. And, but some of the, I was blown away by what some of the numbers you talked about, yes. about what some of these cards are worth. So, yeah, the little, so tell me, little this is a whole it. underground world that I have know nothing about. Yes. And I almost feel like, am I going to end up in the desert Left for dead with your for little cards t- for what you're telling you have yes. for what you're telling me with your little collection and being poor, being poor or no being because I know too much and I'm going to be killed out in the desert yes. or something oh. anyway. No, it's not very secretive, but it's it is crazy that just where it's come from, where it started. It started as basically just like, hey, we're just throwing these baseball players and cigarette cards. I mean, they, you had the cigarette cards that they just packed them into cigarettes, and then people just collect them. This is like early 1900s. And they then, put them into cigarette packs? Yeah, that's how it started. So if you look up just like, I don't know, Cy Young and Honus Wagner, there's a famous Honus Wagner card. Uh, but if you look those up, then uh, that's kind of where it started is just like little, little cards. They would put them in cigarette packs and they were, weren't really collectible, but people just kind of hang on to them. And, and then all of a sudden they're worth, well, some of them are worth millions now. But yeah, you can, you can buy some in the thousands of dollars for 100-year-old cards. And then it kind of just died down. It wasn't really a thing until the 50s again. And then you have like Mickey Mantle and Topps started. Topps was, I don't remember what kind of company they were, but they're kind of one of the big producers of cards now. And then and then that kind of started back in the 50s and it kind of died and then kind of was rejuvenated in like the early 90s. And we have what's called just like, they just mass produced cards and everyone was into it. Then it kind of died and then it's kind of had like a resurgence in the last five, 10 years. And they've done quite a few cool things to make it more like collectible, more interesting. And so, yeah, we can talk about that and we can get more into all the little nuances and all the cool things that, that are cool about sports cards. So how long have you been involved in this underground world? Yes, this is super secret underground. Uh, I think most kids, I, I'm, I'm almost 40 and a lot of kids my age, it's just like, oh yeah, you and your dad would buy cards and... They were just mass produced and you would just basically like in the, in the 90s, everyone kind of had cards. You just try and collect the set and you'd put them in a binder and then you'd throw it away and 
or not throw it away, but you throw it in the closet and forget about it. And that's kind of how what everyone was doing. They were just trying to collect all the cards. Um, and then they, they're mass produced and there's, there's still millions of them. And everyone's like, oh, I, anytime someone comes to me like, oh, I have these cards from the 80s. I'm like, yeah, they mass produce them. They're not worth anything. There's, there's, there, people just throw them away. There's so many of them. They're not really worth anything. You know, very few of them are worth, worth anything. Um, there's a few sets that are from the 80s that are kind of collectible, but almost all of it's just, you know, if, if you have it, that's probably not worth anything. So what makes a card so valuable? Is it? Yes. It, it's rarity? Like there's only two of them or? Yes. So that's, just, that's, it's a volume thing. So if Walmart was doing it, they're yeah. going to be nothing like the 80s, you say. Yeah. Okay. So basically what happened is, I mean, they just mass produced it. There was basically an unlimited amount. It was kind of like a print on demand. It's like, okay, well, we just need to stock the shelves. And so let's just print more. Where now is like uh, on the back of these boxes, it shows it's, well, the box I have, it doesn't, but on the card, pack of the cards, it's like, this is how much is produced. And so you know exactly. And then another thing they started to do, uh, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, is they started serializing the numbers, the cards. And so you have your base set. And this is just like, you know, it's, it's kind of mass produced. This is just your generic. 90, 97% of the cards are just this base, base price or the base card. But then you have different colors cards and these different colors are, are serialized, meaning there's only a certain amount of these cards. And so I brought a couple here today to show you. So for example, this card, it's just the, the base card. There's nothing special about it. Um, this is a player named Shohei Otani. Uh, he's a very popular baseball player right now. California Angels, for those that can't see. That's that's right. Um, and so that's just the base card. There's nothing special about it. And then I have these other two cards that are, they look like the exact same card, but they're different colors. And so there's different color variations and you can kind of collect the different ones. And if you look at the back of one of them, there's a number on it. So the one that I showed you that's blue, it's numbered out of 50. So there's literally only 50 of these cards. So this, this is one. almost like an artist who does a painting and yeah. you put that you put a print hundred out number of on it. Yep. Okay. And so in this set, this is from 2018. There's maybe mm, 20 different versions of that card that are just numbered. So for example, the gold one is numbered out of 2018. The gold one is usually just here's the year, and we'll make 2018 gold ones. And then here's the blue one. There's only 50 of the blue ones. And then here's you know. There's one with stars and stripes that uh, it's kind of like the America one that's numbered out of 76. And so, for example, what, I don't know which number so one this, I have. This but. is 75 out of 76. Yep. So if this was one out of 76, would it be worth a different amount? Slightly. Some people like the one a little bit more, but like, no. Oh, I got the first one. Yeah, exactly. And, and everyone, that's the kind of cool thing. People collect different things. People collect what's called a rainbow where they try and get a different color of all the cards. Some people try and collect a sec, set of like all the blue ones or all the gold ones. And that's just kind of a, a good example of just like why it's why people are more into it now. It's not just, you know, everyone's getting the same card. It's like, oh, there's this version of the card and there's that version of the card. And then I think the coolest thing is I have this card. And this is a Formula One driver named Roman Grosjean. Grosjean, not sure how to pronounce his name. Grosjean. Oh, it's, it's a very French nice sparkly gold one. Almost like got the metallic background. Yeah. So flip that one around. Okay. One of one. One of one. That is the only card of that card. How so, do you know that? Because it's, there's there's only one. They but only print could, the one. Could they just print that and make you think that? Well, they or? could. That would like ruin their company if, oh. if, if there All is right, a... So what's a card like this worth? So that one, that guy's not very good. I paid 
uh, 600 for that card. Um, he's, he's not, he's, he's not in formula one anymore. He's, he's driving an Indy car now. And, um, that card is worth, I don't know, maybe a thousand dollars. Which so, is a, a lot of it's money not for, nothing, for yeah. one, yeah, for, for one card. Yeah. And the cool thing about formula one, for example, is there's only 20 drivers. So I have one of the, the 20 drivers. Okay. Now with, with that first set, that that's from a set in uh 2020, the, the first year Formula One came out, there's 20 drivers and I actually have seven of the 21 of ones. I've been collecting those and going back to price. I paid for one of the cards. I paid about 10,000 for one of the cards and I had someone offer me, and this was like at the height of everything. And, you know, until you actually get money in hand, you don't know what, what they're really going to offer you. They just throw it out there. But someone offered me $200,000 for one of the cards. And I think you told me this story and yeah. you said no. And I said no. Because what? I was like, I don't need the money, and I think it's worth more. And so, so you pay ten grand. Pay ten grand. Two hundred thousand for it. Yes, and I still think it's worth more. It now I don't think I can get two hundred thousand for it. I don't know if the, the market's there, but I think in the you know within the next couple of years, it it could be worth a lot more. So that's kind of the cool thing about the cards now. It's just it's all serialized, and another thing that that um, is getting people really into cards too is. They, you can get your cards graded and it shows basically what you do is you send it off to a company. They'll look over the condition of the card and then they'll put it in a case. And then the case, you know, has a number on it. The one I'm, I'm showing you has a 10 on it. So it's, it's a 10 out of 10. It's, it's a, in great condition. And that way, you know, it gives you a little bit more value. So for example, this base card of Otani, those are selling for like 30 bucks right now. But if it was a 10 out of 10 by one of the grading companies, it's worth no, no, maybe 200 maybe 150, you know, so it dramatically increases the price to know that this is in a case and it's in great condition. So can you send all your cards to a company like this and yep. have them yep. to pay for pay them to rate them? Yep. So that's, it's, I mean, people, their entire business is you bring us your cards. We'll, we'll kind of clean them up and, and make sure there's no fingerprints on them. Send them away. You pay 20, 30 bucks to get it graded and then comes back. And I mean, there's, there's so many little businesses about, card collecting and this is just one that you know people send millions and millions of dollars worth of cards and get them graded and get them in a case like a protect it's a nice protective case that you can't tamper with you can't open and you can't and then it's just like here's here's what it is and so now this case also has plastic wrap on it does that make it more no that's just to protect the is to get, uh, so so yeah, the case doesn't get scratched to protect yes. the case to, to protect, protect the, the card thing. and there's people that sell little rubber <laughs> cell phone looking bumpers to protect it even further people go all crazy about this so that makes it seem more valuable holy cow yeah. okay so all right that's kind of the the cool thing too and the, here's just like a when, when it's not graded people call it raw so it's just in the raw condition and you know there's some people that even you know a lot of people want them graded so you know exactly what it is exactly the condition exactly the value um is this is a this is an f1 racer george russell yes right? yeah and so this card have do you ever have do you ever actually touch the actual card are they always protected in some kind of thing yeah so like mostly, a, is it less value more it's got sweat on it is it more valuable <laughs> no, definitely less okay. if, if there's if there's traceable amounts of sweat it's probably probably worth less. like some teenagers or 40 year old man's goo on it yeah yeah, so people people open up the cards, put them in these little plastic cases. Um, um, they're called top loaders. You just load them in from the top, and it kind of protects it a little bit. And then the graded case, it's a very strong, sturdy case. 
It's like an otter box for your yeah, cell phone. Exactly. With with a, a nice little number on it that shows you. Ten out of ten shows you the so value. This is, so how this George Russell card in this fancy plastic yeah. case? What would this be worth? So the the raw condition is worth about I don't know ten fifteen dollars right now, and the 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 one that's graded is worth I don't know with that one sixty seventy. So it can dramatically increase the price just knowing it's a ten out of ten. And if it was if it was in like a nine condition on that, it might be only worth like twenty bucks. So still a little bit more than the raw, but. And, right. that, and it's kind of a gamble too. You have a card you think it's in good condition. You send it away. They tell you what condition it's in, and then so. So it's like the it's antique kind of roadshow for cards. Exactly. Yeah. They, they tell you what yeah. it's. Every day people are getting their cards back, and it's it's the antique roadshow. Like, oh, what is what did this grade for? You know, there's there's a lot of fun in that. And then another cool thing about sports cards is this is kind of how I got back into it. I was just watching some videos on YouTube, and I came across this guy that was just like opening cards on YouTube. I'm like, oh, this is weird. He's just opening up cards. And then I, I started watching him and he, you know, he had some cool videos. He's like, oh, this is a good card. He's like kind of teaching everyone how it works. And this was, this must have been like 2017. So about six years ago. And so he's like, if you guys want to buy into this, um, go to my eBay channel or go to, yeah, go to my eBay page and you can, you can buy these cards. And so basically what he does, and a lot of people do this, it's called breaking where you go onto eBay, you know, you have, or eBay or however they sell it. And it's like, okay, this guy's opening up four boxes of, of whatever card. Let's say he's opening up baseball and you can go in and be like, okay, I want all the cards that are from the angels or all the cards that are from the Dodgers. And so you pay, you know, quite a bit less than it would cost to, to buy four boxes. And, um, you get every card in that, in that set from that team. And so you can buy multiple teams. Um, and then he just opens them lives and then he just ships, ships you the cards and you get a watch and so, so like a, it's like a digital live auction. Yeah, almost. exactly. It's like, okay, great. I have this. And, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll just, I'll just throw into, you know, and, and it's, it was pretty cheap when I was doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay 10 bucks for this team or I'll pay, you know, five bucks for this team that no one really wants, but it'll be fun. I can watch it and then I'll get the cards in, in a week. And then you'll turn around and sell them for more. Well, that's maybe? the thing too. It's like 99% of the cards aren't worth, you know, what you pay for them, but you know, you can sometimes break even and you can sell them. There's, there's quite a bit overall. If, if you, if you have, if you open up a box that's worth $400, it's very, very likely that you'll get $200 worth of cards. Like, you know, it is, you're basically, it's basically a lottery. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. Is it but. similar to like these pallet things that people buy a pallet yeah. of whatever of stuff and not knowing what's in it, they'll just, I'm going to pay a thousand bucks for this exactly. pallet of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just, here's what what's it is. in there. Um, or storage wars. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a, a funner, cleaner, smaller, condensed version of that. So it's just it, it's kind of about the experience, really. The, yeah, it's yeah. the experience in the gaming. And so I also bought this box with you uh, to show you too. It's this is this is where all the Formula One cards came out of. And I've when I when I found out that they were doing this, this must have been like 2019, early 2019. They're like, oh, we're going to start producing Formula One cards, and they hadn't done it before. And I, I guess they did in 92, but then, you know, again, it was just mass produced and it's like, oh, they're going to start making these. And so I'm like, I love formula one. I'm just going to put like a bunch of money into this. Worst case is I open them and I have fun. And so I ended up putting like $20,000 and I just bought, I bought, I bought two sets. I bought this one here and then I bought another set that was really expensive. And I'm like, I'll just throw like 20, $25,000 into this. And worst case, and I'm like, I don't think they'll go down. Worst case is I'll just sell them for maybe a little bit more. You know, I'll just kind of see what happens. 
And so one of the sets, um, basically I got, they're very nice cards. They're all autographed. They're all numbered between one and 10. They're, they're a very nice set. It's called Formula One Dynasty. And so I'm like, okay, great. I'll get those. And I'm like, I'm not going to open those because they're always going to hold some value. You know, and that's, that's the kind of thing too, is you can sell the boxes and you're like, I don't know what's in this. You don't know what's in this. You know, you can gamble too. And some people just collect the, the un, unsealed boxes too. And so I ended up buying a set for about $10,000 and it was only 30 cards total for like $10,000. And I just held onto it and then just the price kept going up and up and up. And there's only 3,000 cards total in that whole set. And so I have 30 of them. I have, what's that, like 1% or one-tenth of a percent. No, it's 1%. And so I ended up selling those boxes. I found some guy in Hawaii and I sold those boxes. I paid 10000 to. I ended up selling them for like 150000 just for those boxes. And then, <laughs> that's and then we ended up opening one of them. And then he got a really, really nice card that's probably worth 70000 just for that Just one, one card. card? Yeah. So he scored. At the time, it was, yeah, probably worth about 70000 probably a little bit less now. But he was happy. I was happy. I was never going to open them. And I had a fun trip to Hawaii and met some cool people and- yeah, because this is like you—you you don't just ship that. You—you—you you, you yeah, hand—you no. hand deliver something. You don't like that. ship one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of cards. You—you hop on the plane and deliver them directly to them. And we, we kind of worked that out too. But for example, so this box here, there's only seventy-two cards total in this box. This is Formula One's. It's just Chrome, and ninety-nine percent of the cards are worth a dollar, maybe. You know, maybe two dollars. There's some cards worth worth. I don't know. There's, there's a few cards in there that are really nice that can be worth five, ten thousand. 10000 It's very unlikely that you'll get it, but the highest selling card in this box, now the, the best card in the set was the Lewis Hamilton, the one of one. It ended up selling about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, for $900,000 just for the one card. So it, it's really fun. I mean, it's, it is a big gamble, and that's kind of why everyone's so into the cards now is because you can buy a, a, a box of cards and – you could make millions of dollars. Probably not. You're probably just going to get, you know, but it's still just a fun experience. It's, 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 it's a lottery where at the end of the day, at least you get some cards. When you were telling me the story or just now about traveling to Hawaii. Yeah. It reminds me of that scene in Toy Story. I think it's the second, which is the one where, where Al is, is faxing the pictures of the collection and he's saying he's going to Japan. He's about ready to get yeah. on a plane. And he was like, it's like printing my own money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of thing. And I've gotten incredibly lucky. I've, I've lost a lot of money too, trying to guess on, you know, I think this will be worth a lot. And, and I got some cards graded that I didn't even, I got them back in six months. I'm like, these cards aren't even worth it. I'm not even going to open the box. I, you know, I got them great. I don't even care what's in it now. Cause they're just not worth anything now, but I've gotten incredibly lucky with like the formula one cards and this Shohei Otani character. He just, a couple of days ago, signed the largest sports contract ever. So I got incredibly lucky there. Is he with the Dodgers now? He's with the Dodgers okay, now. He I did see a, that. I don't follow sports when I saw yeah. that. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. If you don't follow it and you, you heard of it, then he's, he signed a $700 million contract. Do you think that, do they do that just because of the press that they get, it, the ad revenue from the press they get makes for, it for makes being up that for, expensive? Yes. Well, I think with with Otani's case, they just wanted to tie him up. I, I to be honest, I don't think any any sports player is worth seven hundred million. No, but you're the Dodgers. They don't have a, a a cap. They can spend. You know, they're a big market team. Everyone loves the Dodgers, or they hate them, and that still brings them money. But they they have a big salary that they can spend, and they're doing some interesting things with his contract. Where I don't know if this is true, but apparently he's only getting two million dollars a year for ten years. 
and his last year he's getting six hundred eighty million. Kind That's of an interesting way to do a contract, but it it I guess it benefits both of them. It allows them to pay seven hundred million in the future, and allows them to get them now for cheap, and they can get other players for cheap. I wonder if they'll fire him on the seventh year no. or something. <laughs> That's oh, the good sorry. thing with the contracts; they're guaranteed, so yeah. it's not it's not something you can just get out of at the end. But well, this I remember getting. There was like, it was in packages of gum. There yes. were ba- there were cards in gum. Yep. When I was that a was kid. a big and thing in the eighties. And yeah. it's kind of funny too. You can, I mean, people still have packs that aren't open from the eighties, and people open them up and they'll try the gum, and it t- doesn't taste well. <laughs> it's, it just kind of turns to gross chalky powder. Yes. But yeah, and that's funny too. And people get like that's the funny thing too is people will open up a really old set with gum in it, and gum is stuck to a really nice card, and it's like ah. Ruins what a out. bummer and so like how much time do you spend on an average month just looking doing, at cards doing, the, doing, doing, yeah, doing, doing cards doing, things doing little, it's like a side it's not a side hustle that could be your full-time yeah job. and for many people this is i have a couple friends that I, I have a friend in north dakota all he does is just open up cards and ship the cards he has a little card shop but most of most of his money comes from just people watching his videos he opens up the cards people buy into get their team and sends it out. That's his entire business. And then I have a couple of the friends that there's a, there's, here's a plug for him. It's called card ladder. And this is a great, anyone should go on there. It's free. There's a free service. You can just go on there and just kind of look at what the prices are. It's basically the stock market for, for cards. You can see the ups and downs of prices. Um, it's called card ladder and that's their whole business is they just develop that website and they just buy and track, track, track the sale of cards. My son used to watch this British kid who, uh, his name was Chris MD, mm-hmm. big, big. He was real famous for just playing digital, playing soccer on online. Yeah. And my son would watch him for hours yeah. opening these digital packs. Like card type Yeah, thing, like and just one more players they get. And, yeah, yeah. and I just remember he was addicted to it, watched it all the time. I said, son, are you going to actually play something or are you just going to watch someone else do yeah. this and play? And he just watched and he was fascinated by it. So there's some sort of hook that yeah. I don't pretend to understand. There's, there's a huge thing with video games. People watching other people play video games. I never thought that would be a thing. No, yeah, he used to, he, Fortnite, he didn't yeah. touch that. He watched He watched people playing it for over a year because yeah. he never wanted to get on and play because he didn't like he feel like it was good enough. I'm like, well, you're never yeah. going to be good enough unless you just do it. Yeah. And he finally started playing it and... And then that was his addiction for a while, and yeah. was on to, now it's another one called uh, Rocket League, yeah. which is That's been cars cool. playing soccer. Cars playing soccer, yeah. <laughs> I'm just Whoever like, thought that would be The graphics thing. were phenomenal, but I'm like, yeah. what's the draw to this? Yeah, That's the fun. Yeah, but with this, I spend, it's hard to say in a month because it varies, but I would say daily I, I spend 20, 30 minutes just looking up cards and just, I kind of just buy everything that's cheap, you know, if, if it's a $5 card that you know, probably won't be worth anything, but I have thousands of cards that are just sitting that, you know, I got to get around to grading some of them. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the phase where I'm going to start selling a lot more than I buy. I've, I've only sold, you know, altogether, I probably spent 200,000 in cards and I altogether probably made about 200,000. And so, but I think I have around, you know, 400, $500,000 of cards left. They just need to get graded and sell and, you know, I also collect too. My my whole goal with my whole goal with all of this was just to let me buy some cards and sell them for a little bit more, and then that'll pay for the cards that I want to keep. 
And so I have quite a few sets that I'm kind of still putting together. I'm like, I actually collect. I actually, there's some sets that I want to keep forever. And, and one of the sets is, so for example, this George Russell card, there's a set where um, they're all green and they're all numbered to 99. And I want to get that full set. And, you know, with the Otani cards, I've been collecting the gold cards that are at a, they're numbered out of 2018. I've been trying to get all of those that I can. And so I'm up to over 200 of those. So I have about 10% of all the cards. I'll never get all of them, but I'm really trying to collect all the gold Otani cards that I can. So, and that's the cool thing too. You can collect however you want. You can buy sets. You can buy the same card of, of this. You can buy the different colored cards. You can buy all the players in a different color. And to be honest, there's, there's a huge market of people that just collect the boxes. They just get boxes. They'll probably sell them in the future, but they'll just buy boxes. They'll never open them. And then maybe they'll sell them in the future. I don't know what's in that box, but yeah, I got it. Exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's just like, imagine buying a lottery ticket and you're like, I'm never going to scratch this. But if, if the big prize from this lottery ticket never hits, then, you know, this, there could be a million dollar card in here. And basically you just watch the market and see things going up and down. It, yep. It's just, you know, yeah, it is. And it's kind of like the stock market. It's the stock market. It's just the card market. It is. It's, and it kind of all goes up together. It all goes down together. There's some stuff that's better than others. And the, the reason I really like Formula One is because, I mean, in other sports, you have football where, you know, I don't know, 300, 400 new people come in the league, 300 people exit the league. Where Formula One, there's 20 drivers, maybe two or three people will enter and two or three will, will leave. And so it's there's not a lot of turnover. It's just like, here's the 20 drivers and you can know everything about them. And there's only a race every couple of weeks. So it's not like a big commitment. So it's just more rare. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's that makes more it rare. It's, it's more, you, you know, everyone knows every driver and whereas other sports, it's, it's, there's people you've never even seen and they're just like on the bench the whole time where, you know, all of these guys race every week or every other week and they're all in. Well, I've never collected anything. You never had the desire life. to collect. I, no, I, it was just something, I just never. Yeah, I, I guess my mind is like I don't want more stuff around. It's just cluttering you. my world. But yeah, I guess cards they take up minimal space, so yes. you know you can have it all in in a drawer. Yeah, have a fortune in your drawer in your underwear drawer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I started sort of collecting old snowboards, and I'm like, this takes up too much space. I just moved. I'm never doing this again. I'm selling all my snowboards. I'm going to keep a couple from my childhood, but I'm not collecting snowboards anymore. <laughs> <laughs> these cards, I mean, I have thousands and thousands of them. They, I fortunately, I have a house where I have a, I have an extra room that's just dedicated to my cards that they all sit in. But it's fun. It's fun to collect the sets. It's got fun to be like, oh yeah, I remember when I bought this. I remember what I bought it for. I remember the story behind this. So it's just an experience. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a, it's fun experience. It's just for you. a hobby. It brings you joy. Yeah, and... and if you don't want it to be a hobby, if you want to make money, you can make money in it too. You can. There's so many avenues and so many. So many fun things about it, whereas, you know, a lot of hobbies, it's just like, oh, you have to do it exactly this way. If you golf, you have to, you have to golf this way. This is just how you do it. And yeah, and I, I always thought that like, oh, this is, there's a million ways to do this and you just find what you like and just do it that way. You and the Lego people, man, with your Lego oh, yeah. rooms, that's about as much of a fortune as. I've watched the Lego videos too, where they have very rare pieces that came in this set and there's only these mount and here's this Lego piece that's worth. $200 and it doesn't look like anything, but people collect it. It's, it's funny. I, I like Legos too. I, I don't collect them, but I, I do, I, I do follow everything collectible and, and Legos are, Legos are fun too. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. 
is there is there anything else you want to share about this world that I haven't asked you? No, not that I can think of. I mean, that's kind of the big things is you have the cards, you have the boxes, you have breaks where you can watch videos. I highly encourage anyone to just go look up, you know, baseball card break. Just watch, just watch one of the videos. They open it, they go through, they kind of teach you about how a few things work. Um, I highly recommend going on to card ladder. You can just kind of surf there and just see like, oh, wow, this is, this is this card. You know, this is, here's an autograph card. And in this thick card, there's a, a piece of the player's jersey. There's so many cool different kinds of cards. You can get really into old vintage stuff. Like there's cards from the 1900s, the very old baseball players. One of the most expensive cards, or probably the, the most expensive card is the Mickey Mantle. I think it's 1952. I don't really follow it, but it's graded a 10 out of 10, a card from the 50s. And I think there's two or three of them. And there's two guys that just will never sell them. And I think one was recently sold for like $10 million. So for a card, for a card, for a but piece, it's art for a piece of cardboard with a, with a man that played with, baseball. In it. Yeah. With a guy that threw a ball around. Yeah. But, but it's what people want. Yes. Yeah. You know, no, I get it. there and it, and I highly recommend everyone just go to Target, buy a pack of cards. It's fun. Spend five bucks on a pack of cards and just to find do a sport you like and and look at the back to see if any of them are numbered. And this may have been your your first hit of, of a drug you didn't want to get into, but <laughs> this is the Willy. This is the freaking golden. Yes, the golden ticket. Yeah, the Willy Wonka. And then there's also, I mean, people collect like Pokemon cards. That's kind of huge. Kind of a little bit for more younger people, but there's hundred thousand dollar Pokemon cards. There's there's uh, recently uh, Magic the Gathering. It's, it's kind of a, a, a card game. I've, I never really got into it, but they, they did like a, a thing with Lord of the Rings where they made like Lord of the Rings magic cards. And of course, you know, the, the greatest thing in Lord of the Rings would be the ring. And so they had a card that was just the ring. There was only one of them. Some guy in Canada ended up finding it. And I would highly recommend looking up the story. He ended up selling the card to Post Malone for like two and a half million dollars. So he's the one that bought it. It's a great story. Look up that. That's 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 what makes this stuff fun is is just the stories like that. Some guy finds a card, meets Post Malone. Post Malone wants the card. Here's like two million dollars or whatever it was. That's Crazy. so wild. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much yes, for, for sharing. For I could go on for hours just that, talking about the little dumb stories and No, they're not dumb stories. They're interesting things they're, about it's to me, I'm like, what an absolute waste of time. Yeah. But it, for someone else who, like you, you love this, it's fun. Yeah. That's what life's about. It's a hobby. Having fun. It, it's hobby. And do, this, like me doing this podcast. I love it. It's fun. Sure. Someone else will be like, my wife's like, you get energized by talking to people? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I want to blow like my brains out. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it's a just punishment. Different. Yeah. And have the, to talk the, to the people. cool thing about this too is like, you know, I have very expensive George Russell cards where I probably wouldn't even be a fan of his. I, you know, there's nothing... Nothing like that. But if he does well in a race, my cards go up in value. So that's who I'm rooting for. You know, it's just another thing. It's kind of like if you're betting on sports, it's just like, well, why don't you buy these cards? And if the player does well, then, you know, with my Otani cards, he's he's doing amazing right now. He's one of the greatest play, baseball players of all time. And so now I'm really rooting for him. And, you know, it just makes it makes sports even more fun, too. Maybe you could do you could turn up, turn it upside down where the players that sucked the most all of a sudden those cards could be could become the most valuable yeah uh, there, there's a way you could twist that to, like i have all the losers and I'm, oh yeah <laughs> well, well the, even the, there's a crazy story like that like there's a, a car from 1986 it was always like i don't remember the whole story but it was always on the back of the pack and so you could never get a good condition of this card 
And so there's only like 80 of these cards. He's a no-name player. Nobody's literally no one's ever heard of him other than his mom. And the card is worth like thousands and thousands of dollars because it's so hard to get it in a good condition. And so his name is Mickey something from the 1986 Fleer basketball set. And I don't even remember, but it's just like, there's just so many weird like nuances about that. It's just like, you know, he, he wasn't a good player, but his card was hard to get. And then there's another quick story. Um, there's, uh, what was his name? Honus Wagner, uh, back in the early 1900s. He didn't want to be affiliated with the smoking company. So they made a bunch of his cars, but then they ended up throwing them all away because he didn't want to be a part of it. A few of them got, got out. Um, Wayne Gretzky ended up buying one like 20 years ago, got it and graded and, and now that card's worth like millions of dollars just because, you know, he, he was a decent player. He wasn't bad, but he didn't want to be affiliated with, with, with cigarettes. There's very few of his cards and it's worth millions of dollars just because that whole story, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky got heavily involved in it and it's whoever touches it. Yes. Adds value to it exactly. or, or devalues it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a story years ago. I, Kind of worked part time for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. This was back in like ninety seven, ninety eight. One of their they had a player on the team. His last name is Wolf. I don't remember his first name, and he yeah. he was just just an average white basketball player. Yeah, and rarely played, but he had this this fans. There was about ten fans at every game mm-hmm. that just, just loved, loved him. him, and they would they, like would, the they would they would paint his name on their bellies, and yeah, he they just. He, they were dedicated to making, you know, having fun with him. Yeah, and it was the greatest thing I ever saw. Yeah, I, I really, I don't remember some of the high, the if he had the top players yeah. back then. I don't remember them, yeah. but I remember him remember because the, of the cult his, following around yeah. the, the yeah. bench player. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. So that's that's fun. All right, Quentin. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate thank you coming you. on and sharing the story. Absolutely. We'll we'll follow up in a couple of years and see where the market is. Then let's do it when you're the king of the universe. Oh, because I don't know it, if I'll get there, but. Yeah. Have fun getting there. Okay. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We know you have many podcast options and appreciate that you have chosen us. If you love what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. If you hate what you hear, only tell us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from The Parish the Thought Show.